let's address the elephant in the room, the stigma behind <laughs> marriage counseling. So if you're going to marriage counseling, you must be totally at your wits end, on the rocks, ready for separation or something crazy like that. Not, not so true. much. Not so much. It does not have to be that way, and it shouldn't be that way. Welcome to Marriage Talks. A real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael, and we're broadcasters today. <laughs> today, we are going to talk about how therapy changed our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I like to change up the intro because Michael always criticizes me. Yeah. Not really criticizes, but you're like, oh, really? Like, it's just like a style that you've adopted. It's kind of funny. And it. You don't do it any other time, just during podcast I'm intros. Doing. What, the way I talk? Yeah, the way you introduce episodes. It's my podcast voice. <laughs> How may I help you? But yes, it is true. We are going to talk about how therapy changed our marriage. Um, some people know that we have gone through therapy. And for those of you who don't know us as well, now you know. We have gone through therapy and we are going to talk about how it seriously, drastically changed our marriage. Yeah, And, and counseling or therapy, whatever you want to call it, same deal, where we just met with a, for us, it was a couple, a married couple who's got um, over 30 years of marriage under their belt, mm -hmm. um, a couple we really trust and know from before. So, and that's kind of that was a nice perk actually. That was a nice um, perk. to already know them for a long time. Um, you knew them better than I did, but it is really good to have a third party, um, especially a third party with skills in a counseling background yes. and a counseling degree. But just to have a third party be able to sit down with you and help you kind of come up with some ways to communicate better and how to prevent conflict. We got a ton out of it. And oh my goodness. like, this is not, we're not talking about a long thing. We met for six consecutive or somewhat consecutive Sundays mm -hmm. and we did about mm, 16 to 90 minutes per session. I think so. Yeah. And so we're talking under 10 hours and we are still, to this day, over a year and a half later, using those principles and yes. things we learned quite a bit. Yes. So what we're going to talk about today is um, just the benefits that we got out of that session and why it's a good thing to consider. If you haven't already done it, think about it. And I'm going to say don't think about it. I'm going to say do it. Do it. <laughs> Act now. <laughs> Yes. So like the idea of going to see a counselor or a therapist is like to a lot of people very weird. You know, I'm going to invite somebody who doesn't know anything about me into my personal life. What right do they have to that? This is strange. I don't want somebody to know my business, all that kind of stuff. It it feels it can feel very strange when you talk to somebody about whatever it might be that's going on with you and your spouse. Um, it, it's a very vulnerable place to be, to talk to somebody like, and it, and it could be potentially very embarrassing to talk to somebody about certain things. Um, but what I will say right off the bat, what you get out of therapy is 
however much you put in. So if you're not very vulnerable, if you're not very open, if you're not very honest, you're not going to get very much out of it because the therapist or the counselor can only help you as much as you share. So if you share a little, they can really only help you a little. And if you think about it from a perspective of you are paying this person to help give you insight and wisdom and counseling, then at least in my mind, it made it a little bit easier to share some potentially like embarrassing things because ultimately I wanted to work through those things and be better. I wanted that more than I wanted to hide any, you know, I say hide, like quote, hide anything. I just, I didn't care to hide anything. I wanted to work through the thing that we were working through. So right off the bat, if you schedule an appointment with a therapist, which we highly, highly recommend, um, know that you're only going to get as much out of it as you put in. Yeah. And some of you guys are going to have a little more trouble with getting all that on the table. I think everybody's wired differently. So you might think of sharing your personal stuff, especially within your marriage, as like, no, I'm not going to share that stuff. That's no one's business but mine and my wife's. Or you might be wired in a way of like, that's no problem at all for you. I'm kind of a little bit in the middle. But um, for me, it was just kind of like kind of like you said, where this is why we're here. Like, yes. I'm not really going to you know piddly fart around about, uh, oh, you know, it's all good. It's like clearly like, you know, we're here to kind of figure some stuff out, get, gain some tools and uh, just learn about each other and how we can move forward and improve communication or whatever. Because it's it's biblical, seek wise counsel, and in a and in certain situations, um, you definitely don't you don't want to seek so much wise counsel that you're like you're asking twenty different people about the same issue and then you just don't know what to do. But in in our situation where we met with this couple who are believers and they have gone through a lot of things in their marriage and they also have. Uh, counseling degrees where or they've been at least do I know that the wife has a counseling degree but they've also been counseling other couples uh, for a very very long time and so they have wise counsel to offer us a couple who has been married less than 10 years and who has truly not gone through a lot of I would say like super life-changing things I mean we've gone through our issues and we've we've walked through some tough stuff but you know we have been very, very blessed in not having to walk through very, very heavy things, I would say. Yeah, we've gone through schooling, heavy schooling. So there's a not a lot of time together. We've gone through a move from another state. That's a little stressful. We've gone through the birth of kids, the loss of a, uh, a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, so we've had our challenges, but in the in the big scheme of things, we're very blessed. Yes. I agree. Yes. But even if you don't have any major issues or major life things, just day-to-day marriage can be difficult cuz you just you know you're sharing a house with somebody with totally different ideas and viewpoints and perspectives on everything. Yes, that can be tough to navigate. It seems like a like a I would say minimal thing, but it's not. You know, it's it can be a tough thing to to work through. Let's address the elephant in the room, the stigma behind marriage counseling. (laughs) So if you're going to marriage counseling, you must be totally at your wits end, on the rocks, 
ready for separation or something crazy like that. Not, not so true. much. Not so much. It does not have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way. If you're that far, you've already you've already kind of missed the boat in a way. There is a really cool set of tools that you can learn for communication and conflict resolution. Marriage counseling can help you get there and kind of help you figure that out. We'll go over that in a little more detail later with tools that you might come across. But don't wait until it's at that point. Let's act now. For us in particular, it was huge Mm -hmm. uh, in 2018 when we did that. To go off of your point as to like if you go to counseling, there must be something wrong with you. That is a judgment of other people. And I just want to encourage you if you're listening to this and um, you just feel like counseling would really benefit you, but you're afraid to go. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. And I know it's so easy to say from certain people who like as far as like certain types of personalities, because there are personality types where you really, really care what other people think and then other personality types that you just don't care. It doesn't matter. Other people's judgments of you and your marriage doesn't matter. End of story. You are the one who is in that marriage with your spouse. It's not you and your friend or you and your circle of five friends or you and your church body or you and your coworkers. It is you and your spouse. Those are the people in your marriage. And and that's the other person that you've pledged to. And I, I'm saying this also for myself. You know, I I said vows to Michael. Therefore, my investment in my marriage is to Michael, not to Michael plus, you know, da, 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 go down the list of people. That's that's not what marriage is about. You know, it's not about your spouse and then your family or your spouse's family. Bottom line, it's you and your spouse. Work through whatever it might be with your spouse. I just want to encourage you um, because I know that I know that thinking what are other people going to think when I tell them that I'm going through therapy? Who cares? You're going to bed at night with your spouse. I'm getting passionate about this because I'm very, like, um, I am very passionate about this, you know. It's you said vows to your spouse. And that is the person that you go to bed with every night. And that is the person that you care for. And that is the person who matters most to you on this earth. So don't worry about what other people are going to think because it doesn't matter. God's the ultimate judge, not not your friends, not your coworkers. Their judgment doesn't matter. With that said, the catalyst for going to counseling, I want to encourage you to go before there becomes a serious catalyst. So like, you know, if God forbid, um, you know, something really, truly serious, like an affair or something happened, don't wait till that happens to go to marriage counseling. Go now. Like it should be kind of a checkup. Like your car gets an oil change, your car gets a tune up, your car gets, you know, maintenance done every now and again. Go then. Like you take care of your car, you take care of your house, you do maintenance, cleaning and keeping up and all that kind of stuff. Do that for your marriage. Why? Like I am so quick to do it for everything else. And I wish that we had gone before we had something to work through. I, I felt like I'm so glad that we did, but I I just kept telling myself for 
quite a few years like, I really want to go do counseling just because I feel like it's a really good checkup. It's a really good way for us to just be better. Like I desire a stellar marriage, a marriage that is biblically rooted. And I really want us to go to counseling. And I just kept making excuses like, oh, well, we have a young one or we've got this going on or we can't afford it. You know, whatever it might be, I was just making excuses and I don't want to make excuses. Like, I'm so glad that we did it. But if you're listening to this and you're just like, well, you know, I don't really need counseling. We're fine. Go anyway, because you will learn something. And we're going to talk about those things that we learned. We're going to give you three reasons why you should do therapy. And the first one is that there are some really cool tools that you can that you can get through therapy. And this is from our experience with our particular counselors. So your mileage may vary, but um, a couple of these are pretty similar, but different enough to merit their own mention. So first thing we did is we did some personality testing. We got some forms to do at home. Uh, We met every Sunday evening, so we had about a week in between. And if you've never done a personality test, first of all, it's kind of just a cool thing to do anyway. Yes. Whether you're single, married, or whatever. It's cool to understand a little bit of how you see the world. And it may surprise you a little bit. Like you view yourself yes. a certain way. Uh, it might not be very accurate. <laughs> yes. You just never know. Um, we got some of those to do pretty early on after kind of laying the groundwork of stuff. And uh, I learned a lot about myself. I, I actually have all of that stuff saved somewhere we have it in a file i should have brought it in to kind of talk about but it's not really important what my personality is um the other thing related to that is now we didn't do these in particular in our counseling but i i think it was worth a mention because they're so stinking popular right now enneagrams i know some of you guys (laughs) just going oh yeah enneagrams oh my word so personality (laughs) tests enneagrams it's all very similar Again, like, how do you see the world? It's going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a type four. I see the world through. I don't even know what a type four is, to be honest with you. I'm not into the, into the Enneagrams. I've done them, and I don't even remember what I was. The nice thing, though, about personality tests and Enneagrams and, like, learning what your love language is, is it not only teaches you about yourself, but then how you relate to your spouse. So, like, I remember we did one of the tests, and it was – it kind of had us fill out our own as far as like what we valued, like respect or physical touch or quality time or, you know, things like that. And then we would go and guess what our spouse was. That was fun. And super revealing. Super revealing because your number, what you wanted for you was respect. And what I had guessed for you for number one was not respect. And that was like, three or four on the list that I had guessed for you. And so it helped me to see, okay, he, he doesn't value what I thought he valued. And, and so I, I was wrong. Like I needed to shift how I then like communicated and acted with Michael on a day-to-day level. Um, because I think I thought your number one thing was physical touch. 
Uh, no, so, dog. R E S P E C T. Well, when you when you constantly have your hands on me, it's it's easy for me to guess that. Well, that's <laughs> another episode. That, you're, that your number one was physical touch, but it was really eye opening for me. Those tools, had we not done that, literally to this day, I would still be thinking that like you valued physical touch over everything else. And oh, so, there's, there's a certain degree of that because I remember going over that particular exercise. It's like. I know we have to give a one, two, three, but it's like they're so close. They would almost be tied, but I have to give a one, two, three. So physical touch is up there with respect. Right. But it was good. It was good. Like not only do you learn about yourself, but you also learn about your spouse and it just helps you kind of, it helped me kind of shift my lens of how to interact with Michael and how he saw things, how he saw a relationship in the world and things like that. So those things are just so, so important. Those were really life-changing for us. And they seem really simple, but honestly, without counseling, we wouldn't have done them. And reason number two why we honestly think you should do therapy or counseling is if you believe in your marriage, you will invest in it, period. If something is important to you, you'll make the time. If something is not important to you, you'll make the excuse like I did. I constantly made the excuse. Oh, well, you know, we've got kids or we got a young one and we're not getting enough sleep or, you know, we don't have the money to spend on it. Our schedule is really crazy. It just totally and completely transparent with you right now. It was not important enough. And after having done the counseling, it was so dumb for me to have that mindset. It really was. And I now see, having gone through counseling, that it is, stop the excuses. Just go do it. The counseling is so worth it. It has really transformed how we do everything together, how we communicate. And just, I mean, just everything that you do with your spouse, it has changed for the better, Um on some level, whether it's small or it's large, it has really, really made our marriage so much stronger. And we just could never have gotten that without therapy. Never. No matter how many books, like we needed that outside person to come and take a peek into our marriage and impart wisdom, impart biblical wisdom into that. And one thing that was really cool for us too is, you know, I've always kind of, I've always kind of assumed like our style is pretty good um i know people who have really rocky conversations and lots of fights stuff like that and we've never really been that way which has been it's been really nice um so going through the the first day or so of counseling like how do you guys communicate trying to establish that with our um, counselors you know there's encouragement there too so don't expect also that as soon as you go into these sessions you're going to hear how horrible your communication style is, you, you you know, hopefully the counselor is giving you some encouragement too. Like, oh, I really like the way you, you guys fixed that conflict you had there about right. your kid going to school or whatever. Um, so you're not about to sign up for somebody to just berate <laughs> yeah. you for it's six military, to 10 hours. Military boot training or something. I mean, I can only speak to our experience and maybe there are counselors <laughs> out there like that. But, um, you know, I would say if you have a, if you go in the you know, Christian counseling route, that should hopefully not be part of that. There should be lots of lots of encouragement too, because there's no way you're doing every single thing wrong in your marriage. There's going to be good stuff to right. point out too. 
Right. And we've kind of touched on the last point, but when you go to counseling or therapy, it allows somebody from the outside have a fresh perspective um, at your marriage, share insight that you normally wouldn't get. And that's just so invaluable to somebody like to, for our marriage to have somebody who wasn't going to share us advice that, you know, we really wanted to hear, like we've got, we've got friends that will tell us what we want to hear. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if we need to work through something like iron sharpens iron. So we needed to have somebody come in and take a peek at our marriage and say, here are some great things that you're doing. That's a solid foundation. And here's how we can improve. And if you have friends in your life and like we do, who we absolutely adore, you know, they're probably going to tell you something that you want to hear and makes you feel good. And who wouldn't want to hear that? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but. But if you do have a friend who, you know, will give you truth. That is a friend worth keeping oh, for sure. 100%. Absolutely. We have those as well. Yes. Yes. Having a friend that will tell you the truth in love, no matter how hard it is to hear. Even if it hurts. That is that is a good friend. Don't get rid of them. <laughs> Don't say, well, I just didn't want to hear that, so we can't be friends anymore. Take a step back. Take your breather. Because I have had people in my life, friends who have said, you know, whatever it might have been. And I, at, the, at the time, I was like, ow, that really cut straight to my heart. But it was the truth. And they said it in love. And if you're married, you're probably familiar with that because <laughs> a wife can be really good at cutting, to the, cutting straight to the point. Absolutely. And that's why therapy is so nice to have somebody from the outside and we highlight like for us we had a couple a christian couple counsel us and that was just that was an incredible thing because they had the the lens of being christians and so they had a biblical lens on what mar- what a marriage a biblical marriage so- should look like and so that was really important to us to have that And, you know, we've said it so many times during this episode, but we highly, highly recommend it. Don't wait for the catalyst to be that something is wrong or that you that you now you really have to work through it. Yeah. You like backtracking in order to save the marriage. Yeah. Don't do that. Give yourself tools. Set yourself up for success, not wait till you're in a pit desperately trying to get out. You know, which one sounds better? Um, sign me up for the tools of success, please. (laughs) Sign me up for the pit. Wait, no, (laughs) that's wrong. No, we, yes, we just, we could probably talk forever about how great it is, but those are really the, the three reasons why we believe other married couples should do therapy. Just the tools you'll get. If you believe in your marriage, you will invest, invest in it. And that was something I had to be very honest with myself about. And lastly, having an outside perspective is just invaluable. It's so important. And with all that said, our challenge to you is in the next seven days, look at your health benefits. See what you have in terms of counseling, what it pays for. And once you've looked at that, make Make an an appointment. appointment. Make an appointment. And if you feel really ill-equipped to make an appointment, maybe just at least ask around. Um, and I would say in the next, if in this, in that seven days, you haven't been able to get enough feedback about good counselors, 
make it within the next two weeks. Make an appointment with you and your spouse, even if it's just one or three or five or whatever it might be. Make an appointment to go see a counselor because it is just, it's just incredible. It's awesome. Yeah. And just don't believe the lies that it's negative, that it's bad, that it's people not. will care. If, if honestly, people should celebrate that when they find out that you're taking steps to really yes. thrive in your marriage. Fight so, for your marriage. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We will leave links in the show notes. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, and Google, or as we call them, the app, the spot, and the goog. <laughs> I don't call them that. <laughs> <laughs> the app, that's confusing. Anyway, um, yeah, you guys are, are our best avenue for getting the word out, getting yes. the Share podcast spread friends. around. Yeah, Share it. If you got some married friends and you think they would have a good time listen, listening to this, which everybody will. This is also good stuff for singles, too. Yeah. This is not just like, true, yeah. hey, once you get married, you know, hear all this stuff. Like, we all got things to work through, whether you're married or not. Yep. You can take in all these episodes yes. while you're single. And then your new husband or new wife in the first month of marriage will be like, wow, it's like you've been studying for a long time. You can say, yeah, Marriage Talks podcast, baby. <laughs> Starring it's, Elizabeth it's Ann and Michael. You got it. <laughs> But truly, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, you just might hear your review on a future episode. As soon as Apple releases those to us. <laughs> we have one review. Yep. So get those out. We really want to hear them. We want to know what you're loving. And you can also, in the show notes, you can just contact us and just submit questions or, hey, can you talk about this kind of topic and we'd be more than happy to look into it yep i'm really excited to get episode suggestions yes that's gonna be fun when we start getting that feedback yes so we appreciate you guys so much and y'all have a good one yeah